Welcome to Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Winsight Media's two food service brands, Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor covering menu trends for both brands. Today I'm talking with Scott Hudler, CMO of Torchy's Tacos, which he refers to as a craft casual concept. Torchy's started as a food truck in Austin, Texas, and even as it's grown to 83 brick-and-mortar restaurants, it has stayed true to its mission of providing a damn good experience to customers. Listen as Scott explains how Torchy's differentiates itself in the fast casual space with its scratch-made menu, tacos of the month, sourcing strategies, and full bar program, and as he shares his vision for 2021. Welcome, Scott. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, thanks so much for having me. So let's start by um, you telling me how many locations there are for Torchies right now. Yeah, so uh, Torchies Tacos, we have right now we have 83 locations across seven states. We opened uh, four new states in 2020. Um, our, our plan is to open 17 in 2021, which would take us to the magic number of 100 uh, by year end. Wow. That's great that you were so active in 2020. Yeah, we had, um, I mean, we, we obviously like, like pretty much everyone had, had bigger plans, but, you know, we've been really fortunate that throughout the pandemic, we've been able to continue to open restaurants and our, our, our guests have been phenomenal and um, coming out supporting us and, you know, just a, a huge kudos to our operators who figure out how to, how to deliver the Torchies experience on with regulations that are changing constantly and um, just been a, a, a huge team effort and a huge, huge thanks to both our operators and our guests as we've been able to get through this. And hopefully now, as we record this in December, we're on the, on the back nine of the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. We have something to look forward to for sure. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about Torchy's mission and how the chain differentiates itself in the fast casual taco section. Yeah, so just a little quick tidbit on who we are. So we were founded in a food trailer in Austin, Texas in 2006, back before food trucks and food trailers were the cool thing to do. Um, it was more out of necessity that Mike took that location. He didn't have enough money to open a brick and mortar uh, location. And so we opened it up, wasn't in a great part of town from a traffic standpoint in terms of getting people to actually come. So he had a red Vespa and he drove his red Vespa all over Austin, Texas, handing out chips and queso, tacos, chips and salsa to anyone that would take it. And I mean, he would literally be the guy standing in between the cars at a traffic light, handing out chips and queso. And um, people would take a bite and they would say, man, that's, that's damn good. And so that became the mission of, of Torchies and kind of it became part of the logo. And then, you know, fast forward to 2019 and it became officially part of the, the brand mission statement. Um, and it's kind of the standard that we hold ourselves to in everything we do, whether it's the, the food we bring out to our guests, the decisions we make at, uh, at headquarters, you know, the people we hire, you know, it's kind of like a, hey, is this person damn good? Is that a damn good idea? Does it work? And, and it's just kind of taken off. So we, we like to think of ourselves as being a little different and that the fast casual space doesn't quite define who we are and what we do as a brand. So 
we've created our own positioning of what we call craft casual, which has the, the value and convenience and speed of fast casual. You know, if you go to Torchies, you can come in and you know, if you, if you are going with your friends and you want to stay for a couple hours, you can do that. If you're in a hurry for lunch and you got 20 minutes, we can do that too. So we have that, that value and convenience. Great. The second piece is we have the menu, the creativity and authenticity that you find in a food truck. So that's, that's kind of where we came from. Mike's goal was elevate the street taco. And, um, you know, he, his background is a classically trained chef. So some really unique flavor combinations that you'll find on our menu. And then the last piece is just the craft nature of our business, the way we source things, you know, everything is made to cook to order, made from scratch. Um, and in roughly 75, 80% of our locations, we have a full bar. So while we're known for our beer and margaritas, if you want a full on craft cocktail, we can, we can do that as well. Super. Well, that really sounds like a differentiation for sure. Um, so tell me a bit about the Taco of the Month program and how it's unique from both the marketing and menu standpoint. Yeah. So Taco of the Month is something that um, actually started in the early days. I think it started month three of, of the, the trailer. And, you know, we, we don't do kind of traditional LTOs like other restaurant concepts, but I guess we do. Like We have a Taco of the Month. Um, and it's just something unique that we bring out once a month. You know, it's a special uh, new taco. We, we do a pretty good job, I think, of keeping it under wraps and not, you know, we'll tease it out a day or two before it, it launches. And, you know, the, and it's a mixture of things from what we call the taco vault, you know, tacos that we've run in the past to new ones, to things that maybe were on the menu five years ago that we'll bring back. So it's a nice mix of different uh, innovation to, to come in and give people another reason to come to Torchies. And I love reading the responses on launch day of every taco of the month from, you know, this is my favorite taco to why didn't you bring X taco back? And um, it's just great that our, our guests have that passion and love for our menu and, and, you know, they'll go to bat and they'll lobby for their favorite taco that they want to see on the menu. So as the marketing guy, do you work with the culinary team uh, to create these tacos of the month? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fortunate that, you know, we have our, our founder, Mike Ripka, who's still really involved. And then our head of innovation, Jay Wald, is one of the original partners as well. So we, we work in partnership to try and come up with the right tacos of the month for the time of the year. And, and also, you know, look at the calendar and make sure it's not, uh, you know, chicken, 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 all in a row, fish, 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 and try and mix it up. Um, and then there's some that, you know, we're, we, we kind of get into a habit of running the same taco in the same month over and over. And um, it becomes an expectation for our guests. And we like to surprise them a little bit, maybe move some of their favorite tacos around on the calendar, just to, just to keep them guessing. Does supply chain get involved in the ideation too, or in the- Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're looking at what's the cost of different proteins and different ingredients. And, you know, we, we have some ingredients that are in our tacos that are pretty, pretty unique to us and, and, and sometimes tough to source depending on what a certain crop may be. So yeah, they're, they're absolutely, it's, it's a joint effort and we try and line up in the fall of, um, you know, the preceding year, mm -hmm. we'll lay out the next 12 months for the next calendar year. And, 
you know, I would say generally we'll, you know, maybe one or two will change maybe based on a, um, a supply issue or just a, a change in consumer trend. But for the most part, I'd say, you know, 11 of the 12 months that we set out back in the fall of the prior year, stay true through the whole year. Now you mentioned a lot about sourcing already, but can you tell me a little bit more about how important it is to your mission and how you locate some of these, you know, global and unique ingredients? Yeah, I think, you know, the the sourcing part of it is, is you know, back from the beginning. And it, it really speaks to who we are as a brand and what we want to do. It's, we are a food first organization. There are a lot of restaurant companies that, may lead with the technology piece or lead with something else. We are, we are not confused. We are a restaurant company. We wanna make sure we deliver a great you know, experience when you come into our restaurant and it starts and ends with the food. We could be the coolest, hippest, edgiest brand ever, but if the food does not deliver, then we, we don't really have a platform to stand on. So we take great care in where we're sourcing it um, from both an, uh, ethics standpoint, as well as a quality standpoint and making sure that, you know, like I said, back to the damn good standard, we hold ourselves pretty high. So when we go out there, we don't just search for what's the cheapest beef, what's the cheapest shrimp. We want super high quality that is going to pay off uh, what Mike intended when he created these tacos. And you mentioned that it's a, a from scratch menu. So how do you execute that in a fast casual kitchen? That must be challenging. Yeah. And, you know, I think it also it's, it's, you know, a lot of what we do goes back to those early days and the trailer. So, you know, you, you just have to figure it out there. So I think we have done, you know, a lot of work, a lot of studies on how do we go faster? You know, how, how do we make sure that we're not sacrificing quality, but at the same time, um, getting that food out there, you know, no one has 30 minutes to wait for their food to come out. And so, we have conti are continuing to refine our kitchen, both from a layout, from an equipment, from a design standpoint. How can we get it, you know, from if we used to be 10 to 12 minutes, how do we get it to seven to nine minutes? How do we keep bringing it down? And so um, because we know time is time is precious for for our guests when they come in. And if you want to stay and linger, we'd, we'd love to have you. But we know a lot of times people want to get in and get out. So as far as um, the drink side of the menu, you talked a little bit about that already. So how do you do the extensive cocktail list for a fast casual? Do you batch cocktails at all? Or No, everything's um, everything from a cocktail standpoint as well is made to order. So like I said, we have in roughly 75% of our locations, we have a full bar with bartenders there. So, you know, most people want that margaritas are what we're known for. Those are made. We don't, we don't batch those as well. Wow. Um, you know, you come in, your margarita is prepared right there for you. Same with cocktails. And, you know, we, we like to think of it as just, uh, you know, there's some fun names in there, some, some fun uh, ideation. We have a, we have a really great uh, director of beverage innovation, Justin Hack, who works, you know, not only internally, but works with some of our, um, our alcohol partners to, constantly ideate and, and think of new things that we can do. And, you know, for example, you know, our margaritas are what we're known for, but this year during uh, Some Like It Hot, which is a annual promotion we run in August, we had a spicy margarita. So just something to bring a little bit of that heat to, to margaritas and have constant innovation there as well. 
Have you introduced any plant-based taco choices? Not yet. Uh, it is definitely on our roadmap. We are we we have a few things kicking around in the innovation kitchen. So I think stay tuned for 2021. You'll you'll definitely see something uh, in test at Torchies using plant-based. Like we we see this as a, a you know rapidly accelerating category, and it's it's something that a lot of our guests are asking for. And um, you know just like we we take great care with sourcing we want to make sure we get the right one for us that it has a great taste profile and that it you know hits that damn good um threshold that we have so um I've, I've i've been fortunate to taste some in the lab and they're they're pretty amazing so excited to get those out into the wild next year so but um guests can actually get like a vegetarian or a vegan taco if they wanted it they can yeah with, with modifications you can do that but we don't have a, a protein that's specifically designed like that. So lots of beans and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how has the offsite business changed in the last couple of years, even before the, you know, pandemic, and there's been a huge surge in takeout and delivery with that. Mm -hmm. But um, you, I imagine you were doing a lot of takeout and delivery before that. So tell me a little Yeah, we we were, I'd say, you know, pre-pandemic, we were about two thirds on-premise, one-third off-premise, so takeout, delivery, all, all of that kind of rolled up into that one-third. We had been thinking about a world where, before the pandemic, thinking about a world where it was 50-50, just seeing how that number was going and how you know digital and mobile technology just makes it so incredibly easy to order. Um, that, that, was, that was a world we would be to. Now, when we had those conversations, we didn't think it would be middle of March, 2020. Um, so like, like everyone, we went from, you know, our two thirds dine in, one third takeout to hundred percent takeout, almost literally overnight over a period of about five days. Um, luckily we, you know, we already had a pretty robust takeout business. So we, we didn't have to change a lot of the, th- the things we did from a packaging standpoint or a food preparation standpoint. Uh, what we did was uh, we had just started testing curbside in a couple of locations. And so we quickly accelerated that. And again, hats off to our operations team. They, I always call it, they MacGyvered it together. And, you know, everything from some very elegant solutions with an iPad to some with a bunch of Cat5 cable strewn across the, the restaurant because there's no, no dining and cash registers pulled up to the curb and a tent over the cash register at the curb. So we're now, you know, going back and systematizing that. But I think, you know, we, we obviously changed that pretty rapidly, uh, added uh, a family pack offering, which is basically a pound of protein and kind of a way for you to assemble tacos at home. Um, added that in the very early days to make sure that we were prepared for this uh, uptick in off, off-premise business. Um, really focused with our partners at DoorDash on making sure we had uh, could deliver just the best experience and and really understanding that delivery was going to be a thing. So a lot of free delivery promotions in those those early days. And then uh, one benefit was uh, states relaxing some of the alcohol delivery laws right. and allowing us to do alcohol for delivery, alcohol for takeout. Um, you know, and so in Texas, for example, which is where we have the majority of our restaurants, um, at first it was you could do 
margarita kits, but you had to assemble it at home, so to speak. So it was the, you know, the tequila and everything else. And then it became fully assembled margaritas. And now we're even testing uh, bottled margaritas in a few locations where it's one bottle with two margaritas. You just take it home and pour it over ice and you're, you're ready to go. So um, a lot, a lot, a lot of changes in a, in a quick amount of time, but it's been, it's been, uh, it's been fun. It's been hectic, but I think, you know, a lot of the things we were fortunate, we were kind of on that path and, and the, the pandemic just really accelerated some of those changes for us. So when you get a margarita to go, does it come in like a disposable cup or? It is. Oh. Yeah. We're, we're not, we're not sending you to home, home with the good stuff. Um, yeah. It, it will come in one of our, uh, one of our disposable cups and, or if you get the, the bottle, it's just a little plastic, like a, like you would see for a, a juice. So the family meals are very popular, you know, with a lot of different chains and is, was that kind of like the way you pivoted your catering program? You kind of um, went to family meals or were you doing a lot of catering before this? Yeah, we, we were pre-pandemic. We actually had a pretty, pretty decent sized catering business. Um, and it's, it's continued. People still, you know, there are still, whether it's essential workers, factories, places where there are a lot of people and they're still uh, using us for catering, which is great. So we, we continue to run that business, but you know, the pivot to family packs was, was more really, how do we provide a value for the family of four or five, six people um, just to make torches a more enticing option um, as you know, everyone was kind of immediately cocooning there at home versus your normal way to do tacos. Just wanted to, um, we, you know, we put it together, didn't test it, just put it together, made sure that it traveled well in the existing packaging we had um, and then got it out there. And it's been, it's been a huge win for us. So is that something you could see continuing after the pandemic is over, hopefully? Yeah, I think so. We've, we've, I mean, it obviously is still on the menu and um, still does, does great sales. And, um, you know, I think it's really, it's met a need um, almost kind of in between your regular taco order and your bigger catering order. It's a nice kind of balance uh, occupying the space in between those. So yeah, I'd, I'd see them staying, sticking around for a while. Are there other adaptations you made during the pandemic that you can see keeping going forward? Um, yeah, I mean, a, a couple of things we looked at. One thing we did was reduced our hours. We were uh, pre-pandemic, we were opening at 7 a.m. in the vast majority of our stores, Monday through Friday, eight o'clock on the weekends. Um, and had a, a, a good breakfast business uh, better in some locations than others, but as as we were coming up to the pandemic, we just said we need to really narrow in. So we we cut breakfast in the vast majority of our locations. There's still a few where we're open at seven seven o'clock. We still offer our breakfast tacos all day. They they didn't go off the menu, but um, we're just not open those those early day parts. And what we've seen is, you know, of course there's been a sales impact, but we've been able to make up for it during the day and just a, a better quality of life for our uh, employees. So, you know, if you open at seven, that means somebody's showing up around five. Um, so now opening at 10 Monday through Friday, that means someone's showing up around eight. So uh, much better quality of life. I think that's a change that will most likely um, stay. And then we also, you know, made some choices on the menu in terms of skinning it down um, as we were in the pandemic 
for some of those, uh, the early months, we went to what we call our game day menu, which is something we offer. And we, we have a lot of locations that are uh, adjacent to college campuses. So on game day, when we're, we're really slammed, we'll skinny it down to seven tacos. So we ran the game day menu uh, in most of our locations for March and April. And then as May, we turned to May, we started to ramp it back up, but we did skinny the menu down a little bit. And I, I think we'll, we'll keep those changes as well. I'm just curious as to what's your best-selling taco. Is that like, I mean, it must uh, be. Tra trailer park. It's the, it's the original. It's what we're known for. Um, it's the trailer park. And when, whenever people ask why, I say, it's a fried chicken taco. Why, why wouldn't it be? And, you know, Torchy's has this great, um, you know, the two things we're known for in the, on the food side, the trailer park is kind of our unique signature taco and our queso, which has been called crack. And I could agree with that. Um, so you combine those two, it's called making your trailer park trashy. So you can make any, any taco trashy. And that just means add queso in the, in the case of the trailer park, it's, it's, uh, definitely not the healthiest thing, but you sub the lettuce and add queso, which I think is a win. Sounds much better. Right. You don't get your veggies, but you get queso. Exactly. You get your queso and then you can wear a shirt like this that I'm wearing body by queso, which is, which is accurate. So as far as social media goes, how, how have you used it like during the pandemic? What platforms are most effective? Yeah, we, so just a quick backtrack. Social is uh, really how this brand has grown. You know, I think when we were founded in 06, it's right as Facebook was becoming increasingly popular, Twitter launched years after that, Instagram. <clears throat> it's really been the way the brand has grown. And it started with people, they would come visit Austin, and then they, you know, post something on Facebook or tweet at us and say, hey, could you guys come to Dallas? Could you guys come to Houston? Could you guys come to San Marcos? Or, and so it's, it's, it's been the way we've communicated with our guests really from day one. And it continues to be. We're not a traditional advertiser brand. We don't do TV. We do, you know, radio in very, very small doses, usually tied to some type of community initiative. Um, so it's really, it's our main communications channel. And as, as we got into the pandemic, we really focused it on communicating um, that we're, we're open, number one, because in the early days, a lot of people weren't sure who was open or what, um, that you can access us in a safe, contactless way through online ordering, through delivery, that we, we have, however you want to access Torchies, we're there for you. Um, and then just to let people know that, you know, we have menu items like family packs or margaritas to go or um, our taco of the month. You know, we, we took one month off for taco of the month in uh, April. Um, March kind of got shortchanged and then April we didn't do a taco of the month, but we picked it back up in May. And, um, you know, I think our guests wanted to see that and we wanted to make sure that they knew that, yeah, this is tough, but we're going to keep going and, and try and make it seem as normal as possible with a taco of the month. So is Facebook still your uh, biggest platform? Or? It is. It is. Facebook, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and then Twitter. Um, you know, we're, we're fortunate that our food is very uh, camera friendly. So, you know, a lot of the things we do, whether it's uh, whichever medium it is, but specifically Instagram has, uh, has a really good uh you know, eye for the camera. So it, it works well. And, you know, we try and incorporate, 
building things off of our, our tacos of the month that will play well on social. So mm -hmm. for the month of October, uh, we ran an election campaign with uh, ads supporting our taco of the month, which was the Washingtonian, mm -hmm. um, which is an old Torchy's favorite. But we've also had, um, you know, for many years, we've had uh, a Democrat taco and a Republican taco. Um, at one point, we had a Democrat, a Republican, an independent and a libertarian. So we've uh, continued to do that. So we made October, you know, with a lot of fake attack ads of the Democrat against the Republican and the Washingtonian, all in good fun, um, which was sorely needed in this election cycle. So, um, but we did all that through social and, you know, some of our, our best performing content ever was during the month of October. So what's next for Torchies as we move into 2021, which can't come soon enough for a lot of people. And Agreed. Yeah, I think, you know, for 2021, we're, we're excited to um, continue to grow. So both filling in locations in our core markets that we're already in, um, but also going to some new states. Um, so we'll open our first location in Tennessee. We'll open our first location in North Carolina. Um, we'll open our first location in uh, Indiana. So continuing to do that and, and you know, Torchies as a brand, our, our growth strategy is pretty, pretty pragmatic. We, we are not one of those brands that just wants to go put dots in a map. Um, we we kind of mushroom out from Austin. So, you know, we'll, we'll continue to add states and um, continue to, to, you know, drive menu innovation. We've got a couple areas that we think are, are opportunities, especially as the dining business, hopefully knock on wood, returns um, in, a, in a more meaningful way than it is right now once we, we get the, the, the virus under control. And I think, you know, back half of the year is we hopefully are all hoping that that dining business comes back. We've got, got a few areas we want to start to experiment in. Can you talk about any of the menu items that might be coming down the pike? Uh, well, I mentioned the, the looking at a, a plant-based protein. That's one. Um, and then, you know, we'll we'll look at dessert. That's one that we think we can uh, we can drive some additional opportunities with, and and really come up with something that's that's pretty cool and unique. Not not quite ready to talk about those yet, but I, I've I've tasted way too many of them, um, and they're they're really really good. And how about, you know, a lot of the fast casuals are designing new prototypes with kind of smaller footprints. Is that something that you're thinking of as well? Or are you sticking with what you have? Yeah, we've actually reduced as I'd say over the last, I mean, obviously that real estate cycle takes a while. So when we made the decision, it took a while for it to kind of fill in, but we've, we've, we've done that. And now looking at locations in the 3,500 to 4,000 square foot uh, box versus maybe 5,000 before that. So smaller for us, still not technically super small. I think we're looking at some areas like we will open a location in uh, Olathe, Kansas, which will be our first ground up drive-through. So mm -hmm. we're, we're going to have that. So I think our, our focus is more, how do we make it easier for our guests to access us? Um, and still build our locations with a patio, which is, which is, you know, in, unless it's just an amazing location that a patio won't work, we're going to have a patio because that, that's kind of who we are. Um, but we're focused on, 
how do we improve curbside? How do we improve the pickup experience? Let's experiment with drive-through and then see what that does as we can move forward. And how about personally, what are you most looking forward to in 2021? Uh, um, personally, I want uh, a return to live sporting events, uh, live music, being in Austin, the live music capital of the world and not having live music has been tough. Um, and just when you go, go to meetings with people and give them a hug, you know, yeah. instead of air, air fist bumps, give them a hug, shake <laughs> their hand, those types of things. Thanks so much, Scott. Now I'm really in the mood for a Torchy's taco. You could download this podcast and past episodes of Menu Feed on Spotify. Please join us next time as we explore more menu trends that are making an impact now. Mm-hmm.